Welcome to the Fishers of Men podcast, brought to you by us at So Much Media. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. I'm Lara Samara. This podcast is about relationships and your walk with Jesus. It's about the true stories of Christian men and women's struggles with chastity, sex, marriage, and relationships in a post-Christian culture. with another episode of Fishers of Men and we welcome back Morgan Ayers. You may remember him for from episode 12 Men Want Sex. Uh Morgan and Christians was, shouldn't be afraid. And Christians shouldn't be afraid. <laughs> that was the rest of the title. But uh Morgan, you should be proud. That was actually quite a popular episode. So mm-hmm. we're cool. happy yeah. to have you back. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Talking about an entirely different subject. I know when um we had talked about the podcast, I remember you just talking about how you may have a lot to offer when it came to long-distance relationships, so we are going to hold you to that today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you had mentioned you could write a book full of advice, and we would just love to just have a dialogue with you and hear what you have to say about long-distance relationships, what people forget to think about when they want to get into one, sure. when they're in one, uh, the what's good, the, bad. the good, the bad, the ugly. I think most importantly, though, really... What should people consider when they're considering? <laughs> your, that's his uh, Tumblr making that noise. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, just feel free to let us know what advice you might be able to give out to our audience here. Oh, goodness, where to start? Um, <laughs> well, you could start. So, so just in general, are you pro or are, are you against? I am fervently against. Hmm. Okay. Long distance relationships. I I don't know if I've ever met somebody who is very pro mm-hmm. long well, distance. Um, we might have an episode coming up in the future because I have a friend who ended up marrying someone she dated long distance. Oh, that's no. great. But it seems to be the exception versus yeah. the actual. Sure. Thing. And I should say before we get super deep into this, is that like a disclaimer? Is that my opinion is from my own experiences? Sure. Um, of if, course. If there are always exceptions to this mm-hmm. and. And who am I to say that just because two people live in a different si- uh, city does not mean that they should not be together? That's not what I'm saying at all. And hopefully this will not dissuade somebody from pursuing somebody that they love or want to be with. But it's more of a cautionary tale, as it were, just so that you do fully understand what you're getting into when you engage in that type of relationship. Yeah, and I think that is definitely, I mean, for the education, I think it's nice to kind of get all the facts as it were and of course of course we acknowledge that every situation is different everybody is different temperaments are different personalities are different so uh just because our show is about relationships let's talk about it all right what what can you what where (laughs) can you start with us what do you want to know so you are definitely against it based on previous experiences. Sure. What are kind of like pinpoints or bullet points that you can say the whys? I think, well, for one, it's, there's the loneliness that mm. is, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's one of the obvious characteristics of a long distance relationship. You don't get to interact with the person that you're dating. Mm-hmm. You don't get to date them. Mm. You get to talk to them. Uh, you get to Skype with them. I don't know. I, I think 
I don't even know where to begin with all this. There's so much. There's so much I want to say. <laughs> Let me just start. We'll just start with with when you meet somebody and you you know that you're not going to be in the same city as them. Mm-hmm. You have a decision to make to to keep in touch, keep in contact, work on quote building a relationship in quote um, so that hopefully you know you can because you don't want to let that person go if you meet somebody that you know you really gel with. It's it it at, at the beginning it totally can seem like I have to fight for this I have to like I don't want to let this person go. But man, there's a big red flag that that jumps up right at the beginning, which is if neither of you have a plan to move to the other person, mm-hmm. then you are setting yourself up for one heck of a ride. Yeah, I'm trying to not say things like oh it's not going to work if that happens yeah. because obviously there are exceptions and. And everybody right. is different, and, and people have different uh, tolerances for um, what they're willing to put up with right. in the distance. But, but yeah, man, it's because hard. then it's like there's no real forward direction, I would think, or it, the yeah. future is just a really big open-ended question. You both Absolutely. have separate lives. Absolutely, and and that's kind of one of the I guess the the, the bullet points is that there's no direction for the relationship. There's uh, getting to know the person and there's talking with the person and laughing with them but there's not a you want to get to know the person better yeah you want to draw cl- closer to them but there's no actual plan to do that and if if you're the kind of person where your career is in flux or or you know you're you're between jobs or you know you're just kind of finding your way and you're like I guess I could relocate at some point that's a completely different argument, um, but still, like there's there's other bullet points down the road that that I think people like really need to be aware of, um, and and I guess just diving right in, the first and probably the biggest issue is that you can talk to somebody every single day, you can talk to them for hours on the phone, you can Skype with them, you can FaceTime with them, you can there's even websites where you can watch a movie together watch Netflix together oh, yeah, right. and like so you see in the corner the other person you can talk to each other with the movie mm. and stuff like there's so many different ways to share with each other these days you can do that so much but you're not actually getting to know the person mm. and I don't I know people will say that you oh no I, I've I know I feel like I know him I feel like I know her so well and I'm telling you right now uh, I've done this for years and there's something that's missing mm. The way I've worded it is, I don't know, if, if it's, it's like a percentage, maybe you can get up to a certain percentage and that percentage can be solid. Like let's even say like 60, 65%. If you can really know that person and know everything about them, their favorite color, like what they're going to say next. But when you're not sitting in a room with somebody and you're not sharing experiences with somebody, then you're missing out on mm. an a what I I don't know maybe 60% is too generous I might even drop it down to like 20% oh wow like to be perfectly honest mm-hmm. um, I mean I've I've always been an advocate of the saying um, growth happens through shared experiences and and, and it's, it's a different kind of shared experience when it's, it's virtual absolutely well I mean I I don't know virtual because it's 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 a real experience it's a real it's what I'm saying is discussion. not being physically in the same room with somebody, exactly. experiencing them in person, exactly. tactilely. Right. 
and, and also you're not seeing how they react to other people like that's an I mean that's absolutely that is like yeah. there's like all these outside things like that you, you can't even, even go of. to a restaurant and see how they treat the waiter or right you know how right. they hang out with your friends with their, with their family and, or their family yeah. yeah um the biggest I guess our, our, uh, arguments that I've heard from people in long distance relationships like pro long distance is that they're like well I get to see him every two weeks every three weeks you know, I get to see him once a month, and it's not that bad. I just have to go, you know, four and a half weeks without seeing him or her. And, and I'm like, great. You know, you are lucky that you get to see somebody that frequently. Um, but, and oh, and, and they'll also say, oh, no, when we see each other, we, we go adventures. We go camping. We go, we go to dinner. Like, we're totally sharing experience mm. with each other. And that is great. I think it's fantastic. I'm here to tell you that's not real. Mm-hmm. Once again, remember the disclaimer at the beginning is different for yeah. everybody, but it's not real. It is, it is vacation. Mm. You know, I felt that way about relationships in college. Like the people that would start dating and they would just hang out all the time, and I felt like they were really dating in a bubble. And then I know quite a few couples that like started dating or got married in college right after college, and then ended up breaking up or getting divorced. And I think it was because it was such. A fake environment, or like just such a, a really controlled, yeah. controlled environment, yeah. you know. And so, like in a situation like that, when you really can control all of the times that you see each other, mm-hmm. that's not really a good preparation for seeing what that person is going to be like when they interact with the real world or confront real problems. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I think that's like that should be like a chapter two in, um, <laughs> like if one is the hardships that go on in long distance, and the second one is. Like knowing the person and having that be kind of a, a litmus test for a full mm-hmm. relationship, mm-hmm. I think that is should be separated from the hardships mm-hmm. because I do think that um, I don't know. <laughs> I think that you there there is an aspect you can build towards like knowing how to kind of interact with the person um, and like knowing how they'll interact with other people even, um, but. I think the, just the main thing is is what you're missing out on. Okay, yeah. Um, like that to me is this like big banner that should be seen at the very front of a relationship. I like what you said right just now about it just being a vacation. And I'm sure that there are people that are listening to this that may be pro um, long-distance relationship because maybe that's not your experience. But I, I can so see that being something that takes over the relationship you are looking forward to christmas every two weeks four weeks six months or whatever it is the frequency that you see this person but to your point you are not dealing with this person on a day-to-day basis and what and it comes back to how are they interacting with the environment around them and you being part of that context versus just seeing them at their best selves or whatever facade sure maybe that's offensive to say but you know whatever they're putting up for the screen when you Skype or whatever they are putting on when you guys call each other. And I could see, obviously, you could be very real with somebody on the phone or on Skype and have very genuine, authentic conversations. But there is something about being in the world together, seeing one another react to environment, hanging out with friends, like we said, being with family, like we said. Um, And that is a whole different aspect of a person Mm -hmm. that is more than just their persona online or on the phone. Well, just think of it this way. If if I'm if I'm hanging out with you and we're having coffee and I and I say something that um, 
that you know offends you or makes you happy or what or whatever like you're gonna react to me but i'm also picking up on the little uh the details of you as a human being like mm. how, how you raise your eyebrows like just your your tone the the, the for lack of a better term the, the energy that you're putting off yeah. like it's hard to pick up on that um when you're just talking on the phone or even through skype because yeah. the the pixels are are tricky <laughs> the, tri- the pixels are tricky yeah the pixels are tricky and yeah you're not getting the holistic body language right yeah, right and it goes back to the whole phrase um gr- uh, growth happens through shared experience yeah. because people will argue what are you talking about we have tons of experiences together when i'm when i'm with her you know we we, we do these things and those things in my opinion are not the bro relationship the uh, the the trips the the movies you watch together like those are great and those are really fun to share with but i don't think that's what grows a relationship to me what grows a relationship is how the person puts their hand on your arm how the person just like hand, hands you their backpack like all these small things that you can tell oh this person really cares about me or doesn't care about me just a, a feeling of true companionship a feeling of togetherness of togetherness yeah that, and chemistry, I think. And chemistry, that's a good point. Because I'll tell you, there are people in my life that I can sit on the phone and talk to for four or five hours easily. But you put us in the same room together and it's not really a lot. It's not awkward, but it's just like it's a different thing completely. Yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity, do you know your Myers-Briggs type? Uh, which one is the best one? <laughs> I'm that one. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I took a like a short online okay i mean it's once, you know it's neither here or there other than the fact that i'm just picking up on your very much extroverted feeling like you like you probably are very much about um physical touch when it comes to love language and quality time it sounds like just from what you're saying which is obviously is very lacking in a long distance relationship sure um God, but another this... thing i think too about just the digital just digital media mm-hmm is like having a screen between you oh, or yeah. or having like hearing someone's voice on the phone it makes mm-hmm. it a lot easier to tune out in general like mm. n- not when you're with someone i feel like it's so much easier to look them in the eyes and be fully present mm. versus when you're reading their words on the screen or when you're hearing their voice or even when you're seeing their face on the screen mm-hmm. right i mean it's you're right it's a it's a, a fraction of the human interaction um, I mean, when you're, and this takes us to like, I guess another bullet point, which is what do you talk about? Like how, like, like if all you have is talking to another person, you can get really good at, from my own experience. Like, let me tell you, you can get very, very good at talking to somebody and very, very good at filling the space of, of kind of like making up things to talk about or, mm-hmm. or finding uh, you know, games to play, just not necessarily like, you know, a win or lose game, but just, just little fun things to keep the conversation going. Because, I mean, you, you are in a relationship right now in the same city. Do you find yourself sitting down at a table and having a conversation with him for three hours, four hours at a time on a daily basis? No. I mean, because you are growing in a relationship through more than just talking. So the yeah. talk is just filling. Talking voids. fills so much voids, and and I so many voids, 
And that is, it is painful. Mm. And that's the thing. And that's the thing is that. You're just reminded of the lack. Exactly, exactly. Mm. But, but I think that is another one of the big red, red flag ba- uh, banners that, that people need to understand is that people always say the phrase, long distance relationships, that must be really hard. And yeah, it's hard in the sense of, you know, I hurt, like I mm-hmm. wish, I long I for long. the person. Mm-hmm. But in terms of perpetuating long distance relationship, it is one of the easiest things you can do in the entire world. Mm. It is so easy to not engage and to not take a step forward in a relationship. I've gone years where the level of relationship did not increase, but I sustained it. Like we, we there was a there was a sustaining that was so easy to do because you just talk to somebody. When you get off work, you call them in the car. Every time you get in the car comes, instead of listening to a podcast or Mm -hmm. just having quiet time, like that's a perfect time to talk to a person Mm -hmm. and talk to that person. And so you, 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 it becomes this weird rhythm where every day when you go to bed, you call that person. Mm -hmm. Every day when you wake up, you send them a text. At the, on, on their lunch break, they call you. When you're driving, you call them. You know their schedules and you know these times of days. And that starts to interfere with your own life in a way of, oh, hang on, guys, i got to step away for 20 minutes to talk to my girl. Uh, let me interrupt the, the relationships mm-hmm. I'm building here so that way I can focus on the relationship there. Because mm-hmm. she can't be with you there with your Exactly, friends. exactly. And that split of energy mm-hmm. is is something that people don't really understand and it's easy to do it's so easy to do but you but I'm telling you years down the road it you see the detriment that that has caused not necessarily to the relationship because I think you'll lean towards keeping the relationship healthy and keeping your own life healthy you're you're speaking uh, about a level of intimacy that you can neither achieve just physically nor just intellectually or verbal, ha- or con- con- conversationally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cuz it has to be again this word of holistic. I don't know why that's my word of the day, but just the whole person is more than just this voice or this face. Right. You know? I don't even think you can describe yeah. it. Yeah. I mean like when you hang out with somebody every single day, you'd know them in a way that you couldn't begin to yeah. I guess describe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, just, just uh, like as an example of, of a detriment. When you're in a relationship that you're happy with, well, just for this example, it's a long-distance relationship. You want the other person to be happy. You want them to enjoy their life, mm-hmm. and you want to, um, you know, hope to be you know, a cheerleader, to, to encourage them and, and drive them to do things that they want to do. Um, for me, um, I love sharing experiences with the person I care about. Uh, even if it's just like watching a movie or cooking dinner, like that is, has become to me the, like I cherish those moments so much now. I took them, you know, you would take them for granted when you're on vacation mode because like, oh yeah, we're just cooking. But like, that's, that's the real stuff right there. And so when you can't share your day-to-day grind with a person, you start, You want to go and adventure the world. You want to go and experience things apart from a day-to-day routine. Mm-hmm. And you want to, like, let's say, oh, goodness, you go on a hike, a beautiful hike, and you see a sunset. You take a picture of it with your phone. You get back home. 
you text that person saying, hey, I just went on this amazing hike, here's the sunset. And they go, oh, cool, that was great. I totally wish I could be there with you. And yeah, you wish they could be there with them. And that's, and that's all well and good. You're, you're thinking of the other person mm-hmm. when you're doing activity. And, and, that's, and that sounds romantic and beautiful and caring because you're, you're trying to share your life with the person. But you're not sharing your life with the person. You're telling them about your life and they're happy for you. But let me tell you, years of not having the ability to share in that experience with somebody is so painful. Yeah. And it and it it cripples growth so much to the point for me, I started shying away from any exciting activity, not meaning to. And I would never be met with I was never met with Oh, I can't believe you're going and doing that without me. I'm so angry. Like it was, it was always love. It was always that's really good, man. I wish I could join you. Yeah. And to me, you know, through conditioning, through the years of it, I'm just like, well, I don't want to make her feel bad. Mm-hmm. So maybe. Man. So I mean, like this was never a conscious thing. Like I realized yeah. this like down the road to where every time I would do something exciting, there was a feeling of guilt. Because although I knew I was supported in that activity, there was a feeling of missing out that the other person had. Yeah. And did you have that when she did fun things in her life? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. There's there. It's definitely a two way street, and you just get to the point where it's just a grind. It's just day to day. You 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 forget what it means to fight for growth. And you just become complacent with sustainability. Mm. And that's not a way to live. I mean, it's it's great to have a, a person to talk to. It's great to to be able to, you know, to have support from a person you love and and care and encouragement and, and compulsion, but you don't it's hard. Yeah. Like you don't you don't get to grow with them. You don't get to share with them. Yeah, it must be incredible, incredibly painful feeling like we are headed towards something together, even if it's this false sense of growth, but then coming to the end of the line and realizing we are on parallel tracks, but we have never grown together. Like we, and, and somehow in all of that, we have actually grown apart. Right. And to come to that realization, especially years down the line, has to be just really hard. And, you know, being physically apart from somebody made me think about also those that are emotionally distant, even if you are in the same place. Like, again, it's so hard to not be on the same page when it comes to physically, and I mean that meaning like geography, um, but physically too. I mean, just when you were saying like, you know, a touch of the arm. Like, mm-hmm. I am such a touchy-feely person with all my friends and obviously my significant other that that is just something how I show love. So there's that, but there's also this sense of we are reacting together. Yeah, we're growing together, and we're on the same page, all all of it, intellectually and, and physically and emotionally. emotionally yeah, I started going down that path with uh, starting with emotionally together and emotionally mature instead of being emotionally distant because there's that too. Like just as you were talking about, 
even wanting to miss out on things for her sake. Like you were emotionally stunting yourself in, oh, in a sense. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And without I, again, without realizing, without realizing, absolutely, yeah. because it's it's easy to put the other person's needs before yours. Yeah, it's if, easy to make the other person, person feel yeah. good. Like if you really want to be with this person, it's easy to make to want to make them feel good. But I I think you you hit on a, a, an awesome vein when you said paths, because when you are in a long distance relationship, I I've never. I don't know how it's possible, but you're on ski tracks. You're on parallel lines because you're living your life and they're living their life. And there is no intertwining. Mm. Like in my, I mean, it sounds, it sounds blunt, but I don't think that there's any intertwining because you say, oh, I'm going to go hang out with Bill. I'm going to go hang out with John. And these are people to yeah. this other person. These are just names. Yeah. And then when they come to visit, it's like, oh, I've heard so much about you. I feel like I know you already. But like they don't know them. Yeah. Like right. they don't know them at all. And so you're trying so when a person like visits you or you visit them during a long distance relationship, you're basically saying, Hey, I'm gonna keep living my own daily life and I don't really know how to include you in this mm. kind of activity. Like you're like and so your attention is overly devoted onto that person, which once again will pull you away from your own life and your own experiences because you're not having an organic growth with the other person you are on vacation you are hypersensitive to making sure the other person in integrates into that weekend of your life yeah and it goes back to what you were saying it's a vacation it's a it's you know it's whether a it's a weekend or two weeks or even a month or even a month it, it's you're not you're still infrequent you're still inconsistent and you're just stopping your life one way or another to fit into that other person's right. schedule or the other way around, and it's not normal. And it comes back exactly. to, you are not normal in each other's life. I mean, you're normal and consistent in maybe calling each other every sure. day, but you're not in each other's context. You're not in each other's status quo of my daily right. life, my daily, this is what I do every day. Instead of telling you about it, you're not experiencing it with me. And there's and a phrase. The, all the context is kind of artificial and creative. Yes. Absolutely. And there's a phrase that I guarantee you every single long, long distance relationship has used. When you're done with a fun weekend, when you're done hanging out with them, you say the phrase, I don't want to go back to the real world. That is a good point. And it is like, yeah. that is so true because you can, you can be very, very good with somebody. You can click with them and you can, you can, you know, there's a, the chemistry is amazing and you're just so full of life and you just like build each other up so much, but you're not in each other's lives. And so when you separate, that person is not there. So in a weird way, it's like you break up every single time you say goodbye. Ugh. And let me tell you, and let me tell you, if anything, saying goodbye at a flippin' airport is the worst thing you can experience in a relationship, well, I mean, obviously, there's things you, bad things you can do in a relationship. I'm not minimizing anything else, yeah. but we I'm just saying, it. It. when yeah. you have to say goodbye to somebody in an airport so many times, or when you have to get in your car mm-hmm. and drive away, oh, yeah. that is, it rips your heart out every single time. Yeah. Because you, you know that, oh, now I have to go three weeks without my partner. And, the, and, and, and there are relationships that occur where it's like hey this person is gonna move to my city in six months and i just have to get through that and i'm like great i think that's amazing and i think that is something that you can say i want to set 
some form of foundation so that when that person gets here, we'll be set up for success. But I think that person needs to not be blind to what you can and cannot experience in a long distance relationship. And also, because I don't even know if we're going to get into advice here. Yeah. Like, sure, yeah. I, I think if that's the case, talking every day is a bad thing. I think that you can over communicate. Mm. I absolutely, because then you're getting to know somebody from a certain angle and that angle is hard to change once it's once it's cemented. Can you elaborate that a little bit more? Meaning you want to leave mystery or you want to leave room for them to understand you in the same space physically? Well, let me ask you this. If you were to be on a dating app mm-hmm. like Tinder or Bumble or eHarmony or, or, or all the things, whatever, all the things uh, would you prefer to know, find everything out about a person in their profile, or would you like to be sitting down with them having a coffee and mm-hmm. having them tell you, oh, I used to live in Germany for a year? Well, if I were an introvert, I'd probably want to read everything about them first. Mm, there are pros and cons to both, <laughs> I have to say. No, I just totally took a stab at that. No, I, be- yeah. <laughs> obviously I would prefer to meet somebody and um, get to know them in person, obviously. Right. I think that's obvious. I, Although I do think, you you might have already been about to say before I interrupted you uh, that there are pros and cons for each, and I think everyone is different again. Sure. I mean, but, well, I guess if hmm, this is this is kind of a hard question because I I have I've had different experiences where like I have had that experience where I have a super complete online dating profile and then I meet the guy and we have this like really really weird like we start out at a really really weird place because like I've had dates where like we both sit down and the guy's like I don't know if I want kids or or, you know that's like his opening TMI (laughs) you know because I have on my profile that I do want kids and and so on online dating profiles you can find out a very unnatural amount of information about someone before you even meet them or talk to them and so, yeah, like, and I've, but I've also had horrible experiences where from, like, Coffee Meets Bagel has, like, no information on the profile. Is it just picture-based? It's like, like it's, it's like a picture, and it's like, an, it's like, it tells you how they are and okay. what they do. And, and then those dates just went absolutely no horribly <laughs> wrong, because if I had known a little bit more... I, there would have been just red flags that I've been like, okay, well, this is just not going to go anywhere. Sure. Well, I think so, to, to your point, just to make it a hyperbole, if you saw everything about somebody online, it would almost be as, it would be like, why meet them? Like, sure. if I have already yeah. made a judgment, then I already knew know everything about you. Well, let me put it in a, in, a, in a different way. If you're going to buy a car or a pair of shoes or something that you're going to interact with on a daily basis, and and somebody told you, hey, here are all the specs and stats of this thing. And over the next couple of months, you get to learn everything about this car. You get to, you, you haven't seen the car yet. Let's say, let's say you haven't seen the car yet, or you get to see it mm-hmm. once, but, but you're not going to drive it for six months. Uh, but you get to know like how wide the seats are, how big the steering wheel is, what material it is. And you can hear all the details about this car, but you're not really driving the car. You're just, you really know the car. Hmm. But you don't get to interact with the car in a way where you get a connection and a, and a um, yeah. I don't know, like, uh, just coming to my head, it's, it's, it's kind of dumb. But when you get in and out of your car, you have an unconscious rhythm of, 
when you buckle the seatbelt and yeah. when you open the door and what you do with your keys. You don't even think about that. Yeah. That's a rhythm. Like those kind of rhythms in relationships occur mm. when you hang out with somebody every single day. Yeah. Things that you can never plan, you can never uh, even label sometimes, but those things will not happen when you're long distance. Yeah. It's, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible to, to have um, uh, quips with a person. It's impossible to have little uh, uh, interactions that aren't verbal with a person. You can't have an interaction that's not verbal with a person at all. And in my opinion, those interactions are is what a relationship is. Because right. what's what's this? I can't remember. I don't want to misquote it, but I know there's a statistic that, statistic that it wasn't like eighty percent of interactions nonverbal. Something, something like that. I know what you're talking like about. That. Yeah. yeah, it was incredibly high though. It was you know uh, uh, watching their body language and yeah. how you react to somebody phys- uh, like in movements and you know am I inching towards you or away from you? Am I leaning? Am I Giving you a weird look. Yeah, and like raising my eyebrow unconsciously or something. Um, yeah. That makes total sense to me. And yeah, as you we were talking earlier, just like the digital interface of even a screen on Skype, like even the pixels, like they're, they're never going to come across as the real person would. In, and no. you would never get to know that person. I mean, taste, taste touch, smell, like all, all of those things are so different in person that you're, I, I think... I would tend to think that you're. I don't right even know if I could say so different. I would just say they're existent in person. They exist in person, mm. and they oh. don't exist. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Like I mean, when I say yeah. I'm not an advocate for long distance, like I'm willing to say very extreme things like that. Yeah. Like yeah. no, is, I, is, I think that's good. It is to hear. <laughs> it is not good. <laughs> it is not good. Now I do know people that meet, and and I have a a, a good friend that she met her husband, and they. I don't remember the exact details. Maybe, well, she's he got deployed for nine months, mm. and they were engaged pretty quick, and they had you know this long engagement, and they got back, and they were married, and now they have two kids, and and and, it, and it's great. But I still would put that under the category of knowing an end to a relationship. Yeah, like knowing I an end to the, the distance. Key. Like if you if somebody's in New York and you're in LA or you're uh, let's just say more than an hour away from each other. Like I well, consider that. For me, even Santa Monica is like long Santa Monica. <laughs> you know, like, if, you're, no. if you're east of Highland, you basically are <laughs> yeah. in another state. Pretty, yeah, pretty much, I, I mean, yes. yeah. For me, it's like yeah. uh, it would it take me more than half an hour to get to you. Yeah. Sure. Well, if you're not, if if you if you are that far away and you don't have a uh, an idea at all of of or even a a compulsion to maybe move one day like you're stepping into months potentially even years of hardship and heartbreak because you think you're building a relationship you think you're giving your heart to somebody but then you meet then but then you start interacting with them on a daily basis and it's not exactly what you had in mind mm. because you spent the whole time getting to know and falling in love with the ones and zeros mm. and how much of that is fantasy that you're able to kind of fill in the there's so much fantasy. I mean, think of it this way. When you go on vacation and you're in a hotel room, you're like, ah, oh, I'm in a hotel room. This is so great. This is so great. It's like we got our own little coffee maker. We got fresh sheets and stuff. And But if you were told that you had to live in a hotel room for a year, you'd be like, uh, this isn't really that great of a room. Yeah. Not saying the relationship is great, but just saying, like, if you're in vacation mode, there is expect, uh, t- expectation and 
um, overindulgence when you're with that person mm -hmm. because every interaction you have when you visit them is better than yeah. if you were just having that. And it's not, it's a false better because you can interact with somebody in the same city and it is beautiful and it can be absolutely incredible. I'm not taking away from that, but there is an extra level of gloss that is added to yeah. everything Agreed. when you visit. Clearly, you are against long-distance relationships. We had uh, clearly stated that. that We've established, established that. <laughs> <laughs> but for those that might be in a relationship or are considering getting into a long-distance sure. relationship, are, is there anything else that you could say, like, hey, think about these these things? And I know we've covered a, sure. quite a bit of, of the actual like, being in person and all those things, but right. just things that you just have encountered and you like never thought of before as being something that would be a deterrent to wanting to be in a relationship. Like, you just never thought, like, oh, this is a thing, and but now I'm in this relationship, I want to make it work. But what what, could, what other advice could you give people? Who are in it, a, currently in a relationship or... Or, or thinking about it. Or thinking about it. Yeah, just, like, think about these things. When you get into that relationship, or if you're in this relationship, what could, what could help? I mean... Yes, it's been incredible, incredibly hard for your past experiences. Right. Moving forward for somebody that is there, I, I have a sense that your your number one <laughs> advice would be Don't. move, move, move to or um, one of you, move to the other. I mean, it's you're right. Yeah. I mean, I could sit here and give advice on how to get through the day, mm -hmm. and oh, here's the kind of activity that you can do with your partner. And this is really fun, and and this is the way you should talk. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be, you know, assuming that anything I say is gonna deter somebody from a long distance relationship. But if they, if they, or would, or I shouldn't, what I'm saying shouldn't end a long distance relationship. Like it's not my place to dictate what a relationship is or isn't. But I do think that there has to be an awareness of what you're getting into. Yeah. And if that. Is if that's in your if that's in the front of your mind the entire time, and the and you've talked about that with the other person, and you still say I I still think this is worth it. Great, go do it. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be hard, and you just have to know what you're getting into yeah. because it's not some oh in a year, oh we'll just be so happy. Yeah. Once they move, it's gonna be so great. I'm telling you right now, it's you can't do that. You can't just wait. Oh my. Okay, that's. Oh my. That's that's a thing. Is you find yourself waiting mm. until you're with that person to do any type of anything, real really. life, any any type of real life. Put your life because out. like le like let's say I don't know extreme example. You want to get engaged to somebody. Um, you're not gonna necessarily. You might or you might not just want to do that over Skype. You might want to. You know, wait until like, well, let's wait until they move here to get married or or let's wait till they move here to take that trip. Um, there's a lot of waiting on growth until the other person is there. And that waiting is a tricky beast. Mm. It is so tricky because it feels good. It feels good to have something to look forward to. It feels good yeah. to have uh, uh, what you call a goal in your mind of, oh, the next time I see them, we're going to buckle down and learn this board game together because it's going to be great. 
But what if in three weeks, you know, your drive to learn that board game isn't as big as it as it was? You miss that opportunity in, to the in the spur of the moment to say, "Hey, I've never played che- uh, che- uh, checkers. Let's mm. go be at a checkerboard mm-hmm. yeah. and and let's play right now." Like that's oh, that yeah. that excitement of spontaneity is immeasurably valuable in any relationship. Yeah. I feel. Um, this is from my own experiences. Obviously, I, I enjoy excitement, spontaneity, and growth. Uh, I know that there are people out there that love stability and security, and just knowing that the other person is waiting for them fulfills them. That is great. I am jealous of those people. If they could write a book and give it to me, I would love to read it. Um, but I still stand by. You're not, I don't really think, calling it a any form of healthy relationship in long distance is hard for me to say. It's hard to, to label any long distance as a healthy relationship for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just as you were talking about uh, stability versus spontaneity, I believe that when you are stable, though, if you are consistent, if you are solid in your, in your foundation, in your life, in your relationship, that just being well-prepared, I feel like, gives opportunity to spontaneity. So you yes. you don't have to have one and not the other, you know. Right. And then going back to the your story about your friend that they were engaged and then were married, or they were engaged and and then waited nine months. And waited then, nine months. Okay. He was overseas. Um, for for whatever reason that resonated with me because I think the thing that you said after was like knowing when the end was the end or or having an end the goal. goal. Right. Yeah, because they knew that they were going to get married, and that's very different than absolutely, than, absolutely. Oh, yeah, like, or we're just going to be together, but not anything more than boyfriend-girlfriend for whatever X amount of time. It's ambiguous. You don't know. There's a lot of really great things that you said today that the thing about sitting at the table for three hours with somebody, like, no one does that. I mean, maybe Mary Ashley and I would (laughs) (laughs) over wine. If given the chance, I would do that, but not every day. Yeah, but uh, that does sound glorious, though, Uh, with wine. Awesome. (laughs) But yes, you're saying something. Um, just going, just going back to the waiting thing. It's, it's. I keep thinking of all these facets. When you have that end goal, and you have, you're like, oh, you know, in a year, in six months, we're not going to be in the same. We're not going to be apart. We're going to be in the same city again. There's an anticipation that if you move across the some the country for somebody, there's a thought that oh, you're going to be committed to this. Yeah. When that is terrifying. Pressure. Because you don't, because you think you know the person, and then they get there, and you don't know them the exact way that you were comfortable with getting to know them, and so now it's like, oh, well, I feel like I have to make this work because this right. person just did this huge thing for me, and yeah. that pressure once you're in the same city is very crippling and very hurtful to a relationship. Right. I feel, yeah, and that's, and and so like if you if you're tra- traveling around and you meet somebody, and you're like, oh, this person's really awesome, I want to date them. Take a second before you just say, let's let's just date, let's talk every day, and let's maybe move one day and stuff, because the time that you spend working towards what you think is what comfort, you is what you think is what you want, could be much better spent just living your own life and having your own adventures without being tied to a computer screen. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like here what's really important to get clear for yourself and also for the other person is what is your expectation for a relationship and why do you want a relationship? Right. What are your goals with one? Because if you just want to have like a chat buddy or a pen pal or whatever, you know, like you can get that and you can, you know, 
seek that maybe that same level of support out in your friends in real life. I don't know. But if you do want to get married and and it's really hard to find people, yeah, then that's a different goal to work towards sure. than just like, oh, let's, you know. And for people already in a relationship, uh, I mean, I guess the, my, my biggest piece of advice would be don't let experiencing life without them hold you back from experiencing life. Yeah. Like if you want to go learn how to surf and they can't fly in to join you, go learn how to surf. Yeah. I think that's good advice for everybody. It's good. Like, I mean, even if, even, even single people, even if this, you're in the same city yeah. with somebody, like yeah. that's kind of the biggest thing is that don't let the other person not being there stop you from doing something you want to do and not just doing it, but enjoying it for yourself. Because that, I think, would be a huge key for success in a long-distance relationship, is understanding that you are living separate lives. You're not living a life together, and there's very little that you're actually sharing with each other. Mm. If you're okay with that, and you're willing to accept the shortcomings of a long-distance relationship, I wish you the most luck. and I wish you all the happiness. The shortcomings of a long-distance relationship. That should be the title. The shortcomings. <laughs> that should be the title of this episode. Well, I think that's a good... I mean, good being, but a place where we can sign off just because, like you said, Mary Ash, I think that's good for anybody to hear just where where you are single or even in a relationship if you just, or if you just broke up with somebody. I think, I think we try to emphasize in this podcast is you need to know you, you need to grow within yourself, grow with your relationship with God even, because when that person comes, the right person comes, or when that significant other flies across the country to move like you still need to be your own person Mm -hmm. and you still need to not just rely on the emotional dependency that you have on that other person Mm. and I think that is or feel completed by or or feel completed by anyone else other than our God because that is the end of any relationship when you put too much on somebody else because they are not they are not God they are not Jesus or your Savior so uh, we can't treat each other as such. And I, I think maybe many times where, where you're waiting for somebody to come into your life or that long-distance relationship, you're waiting for them to move to your city, it, a lot of energy can be expended into something that could be so much better spent, you know, growing instead of longing and waiting. Of course, those are human, human emotions, and we're going to feel those things. But I think we need to focus and we need to really be aware of where we're spending our energy. So... All this has made me think of this movie that I watched a long time ago uh, called Like Crazy with Alton, Alton Yelchin and Felicity Jones. It was like 2011 or something like that. Whole thing imp- improvised, took place in L.A. It's about a long-distance relationship. It's about a long-distance relationship. And Some, uh, st- I think she was a student at first. Yeah, they met as students, and she's from Britain, and he's from L.A. And it's just them over, I don't even know how many years, but them just trying to make it work and... Breaking up and I, I honestly together. would recommend that movie to anybody who is considering or in a long distance relationship. It's well, may, maybe not in a long distance. <laughs> it's hard to watch. It's it's really it's, it's hard to watch, to watch. But if you're curious of what it feels like to be in a long yeah. distance relationship, that film hits it so hard on the head. And that last moment that you spend with them, well, let's not ruin it for people. I, I'm not going to. <laughs> but that walking away, um, just. Because you said this, sure. you know, tell me what you think. Is it a happy ending or not? And I'll just leave it at that because, oh man, it, it is really hard. It is really hard. It's a hard really to watch. well done film. So good though. 
yeah. Bring a tissue. So with that, though, thank you, Morgan, for joining us again. Thanks for having me. Lots of good stuff. So uh, thank you, everyone. That has been another episode of Fishers of Men. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email us at fishersofmenpodcast at gmail.com or on our website at fishersofmenpodcast.com. We are also on Facebook under Fishers of Men and on Twitter as LA Gone Fishing. We are also on Instagram at Fishers of Men Podcast. There's an underscore between each word. Please rate and make comments on iTunes. It's really helpful for other people to find us. I'm Lars Samara. I'm Ariel Shepard. Until next time, keep swimming. Mm-hmm.